Welcome to the AV Podcast Games Edition. Presented by Ian Collin. Hi, I'm Ian Collin from 360 Gamer Magazine, welcoming you to this week's gaming podcast. This week, along with the latest gaming news, we'll also be having an in-depth discussion about Sony's latest games console, the PS3. The AV Podcast Gaming News, with Ian Collin and Seth Gecko. Okay, so starting off, we're following on from last week's news about Sony announcing details of its upcoming PS3 home service. A few more details of that have been inadvertently given out, including a proposed launch date for the service of October. The details have come from a Q&A that Sony put together on its own developer's website. For other developers and publishers who are interested in using its new free downloadable service, um, which it describes itself as being a real-time 3D networked community that serves as a meeting place for PlayStation 3 users from around the world where they can interact, communicate, join online games, shop, share content, and even build off their own, or even build and show off their own personal spaces. If you didn't get all that. It's, you, you might have heard from it last week, you might have seen bits of it yourself. It's, just, it's kind of been likened to the Mii channel offered by the Nintendo Wii, where you can create your own avatars and such like in a whole virtual environment. But this Q&A it gives a few extra details which Sony hadn't given out publicly to begin with. It lists initial closed beta testing of around 15,000 people will run from April to August with a further or with 50,000 users uh, in open testing from August to October when it's planned that the service will then go live. The initial download size uh, of the service will be fairly modest 500 meg, maybe a little bit less, and then subsequent downloads will hopefully integrate following streaming method that should make them uh, even more negligible so it shouldn't affect your PS3 too much. A few other things it gives away document suggests that Sony are planning on bringing the service to the PSP, mobile phones and other network devices so you'll be able to hook those up to it as well. Although at the moment it doesn't say or it says it's not yet possible to be able to import media content to your home apartment or your virtual apartment uh, in the home service through a PC. That might be a more of a long-term goal, I'm not sure as yet. I don't want to talk about the kind of the various financial gains that can be found within the system. It amplifies the fact that it is for social interaction rather than you know, financial gain, but it does point out uh, some key areas for publishers if they want to get a few quid out of it, would be through content purchases such as avatar accessories and stuff like that, advertising and through content auctions. So these are areas where you know you might be, or they're hoping to tempt you to pay over a few extra quid for to get these little extra bonuses to your um, home apartment and so on and so forth. Don't want to talk about consumerism within this home service too much, but retailers will be able to have their own virtual stores where you can obviously advertise to generate additional cash. But it, the, the Q&A does state that advertising, though a core revenue source, will be kept to palatable level. So hopefully we won't be bombarded with too much advertising in there. But um, yeah, it just looks like that service will be up and running by October. So um, hopefully there won't be a delay on that service as there has been with the console itself. And we'll be able to get an even better look at it quite soon. Next up, the classic 1989 arcade game Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles recently hit the Xbox Live Marketplace. The game includes voice support along with cooperative play over Xbox Live and, of course, online leaderboards. Best of all, though, is that it's hit the marketplace for just 400 Microsoft points. So basically, if you were a kid in the early 80s, or sorry, the late 80s or the early 90s, it's basically one you've got to go for. My favourite was Leonardo. Anyone but Raphael. He was the worst one, wasn't he? Uh, I think so. No. <laughs> Michelangelo was everyone's favourite, but mine was Leonardo. I always go for the leaders, like Optimus Prime or Luke Skywalker. 
I, I can't remember my favourite. I do remember playing a lot in the arcade. I don't yeah. remember really picking out uh, a favourite character. I'm not oh, sure. No, I, it was the last sort of cartoon I really loved for growing out of cartoons and toys and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, oh yeah, I love the arcade game, so I'm going to be definitely be having that. I think, yeah, it'll, it, the arcade game I'm sure will be more fun, because they brought out a couple of console versions since. And there's one on the Xbox a couple of years ago, which wasn't particularly good. Yeah. And um, there's another one coming out as well. Yeah, based uh, on the um, animated movie. Yeah, which um, I haven't actually seen full review copy of as yet, but I'm not hedging my bets on it being a 2007 classic. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> this arcade one could be well worth a go. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Especially with co-op as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Online co-op's got to be a great laugh. Reminiscing those happy lost school days, blowing dinner money on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tragedy. <laughs> I can't add anything to that, I'm afraid. I'm far too old. Oh dear. Oh man, I'm not exactly a whippersnapper, but I still wasted money on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the yeah. arcade. Well, this past Monday, the American side of Nintendo announced three new games for the, the Wii for um, between 500 and 800 Wii points. You'll be able to get Tecmo Bowl for the NES, uh, Sonic Spinball for the Sega Genesis, and Double Dungeons, which was a TurboGrafx-16 hit. Now, I know that they were only brought out in America, like I say, on Monday, but generally speaking, most of the content that has been appearing in America has been appearing in the uh, European side of thing about four or five days later, so it's quite likely that those will have appeared probably by the end of the week, maybe beginning of next. Personally, I'm quite looking forward to Sonic Spin Spinball. Oh, man, I don't want to... Mm go on to say anything about Sonic. I think my views on the little fella are not overly infused by him, but, uh, yeah, I'm curious. Now the Sonic game, it's not exactly as if there aren't many about. <laughs> There's quite a few about, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, but this is the old Sega Genesis one. I mean, this this yeah. was actually quite a good one. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, was cool. it was pinball, basically. Yeah, no, that was cool, actually. I played, got to play Shadowrun uh, a week or so back, which is the first cross-platform title to allow Xbox 360 and Windows Vista gamers to play together. And obviously one of the questions that came up during that was, you know, is it fair that Xbox 360 games are going to have to play Xbox Live and subscription fees if PC gamers are going to be getting the same, or getting to play Shadow One for free? You know, I think there was always question marks. There was always an assumption, rather, that PC gamers would have to pay for the service. But we were still jealous that, you know, this possibility arose that they'd be able to play it for free whilst we'll be, or whilst me as a 360 gamer would be charged to play. But it seems that um, Pedersy Jealousy could well turn to sympathy because although it hasn't been confirmed 100% in the UK, it appears that everybody is going to have to play for games for Windows Live. At the moment we're only talking about US pricing, but um, gold subscription fees have been set at $7.99 a month, $19.99 for three months, or $49.99 for a year. And as with the Xbox 360, silver membership will be free and then you kind of pay as you go. This price in the US works out about the same as Xbox Live subscription, so we're kind of assuming it's going to be a price around £40 a year in the UK, but obviously this is borderline speculation because this is only US prices and it's yet to be confirmed in the UK. But if you want mild good news from an Xbox point of view, if you're an Xbox Live Gold member, then you will automatically get games for Windows free, so you won't have to pay any extra if you want to play it on your three. If you want to play Shadowrun rather on your 360 and Windows Vista at the same time, and yeah, equal good news as well. All your gamer tags and achievement points will be carried over for free as well. So yeah, PC gamers are going to have to pay for games for Windows. We'll all be forking out 40 pounds a month together. Forking is about the right word. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was always going to be on the on the cards, though, that you'd have to pay for it. I think it was just kind of wishful thinking that people would be getting it for free. Right. Uh, sorry, Electronic Arts have announced that 
their PC version of Command & Conquer 3 Tiberium Wars has gone gold. So that will be hitting store shelves on the March the 30th, the end of this month. Uh, there is a 360 version in the works, no release date as of yet, but it is due out in the next few months. Anybody looking forward to it? Uh, yeah, big time. I mean, I haven't had a chance to play it. I did a, a piece on it a little while ago, and it does look really, really good. Yeah, it looks I mean, rather just, nifty. The length of detail and the depth it's gone into it is really quite impressive. They've also um, got some pretty good actors on it as well, like Michael Ironside and Trisha Helfer from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah, it's a superb mm. cast list. Because mm. they integrate it really well, don't they, where they use video um, with CGI as well. So they yeah. actually have live action with um, CGI stuff in the background, which yeah. you know I'm looking forward to see how well that works this time around. It should have done it before well done. and it looked good. And if, you know, they can chuck in the whole... I mean, I'm thinking of the 360, if they can just throw together the whole next-gen technology into that, then it could look something pretty special, I hope. Absolutely, yeah. It's a 360 version I'm really looking forward to, to be honest. Yep. Yeah, me too. I've got to be honest, I can't see how Command & Conquer is going to translate to the uh, Xbox 360. It just isn't that sort of... Well, you really need a mouse, but really, don't you? But well, it's, no, it's, the PlayStation version is good. Game. It's not. But it's, I don't think it's the right sort of game for the platform. It's always RTS. been a bit tough getting them across the platform. But um, it's from the same team that did Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth 2, which got a a good response on the Xbox 360. I mean, the controls on that were kind of it was like, oh, okay, you know, they're good, they work, but they could be better. And uh, apparently, the Command and Conquer team have gone back to those controls, taken all the feedback from people, you know, what they thought was wrong with it, and they've adapted them again and kind of evolved them, hopefully, to be a little bit more suited to the, the 360, but, yeah, again, we'll have to wait and see just how good that really works, because it's, yeah, it, the genre doesn't usually end itself well for the console, but... The best thing yeah. they could do is integrate a USB mouse support. Don't forget, Seth, so um, the place, on the place, original PlayStation, Command & Conquer Red Alert was a massive hit. Yeah. Yeah, massive but, hit. I, but I still will maintain that it's yeah not the same as the PC platform. Personally, he says just before people start go turning around and go, oh, Seth's being horrible to me. Oh, he's knocking the you know the console formats. No, I'm not. I don't actually like Modern Conquer when all said and done. I just don't see how that it could work on the same principle, the same uh, level as the PC version on a console. No, it's a valid point. It's the whole hmm. the whole control system really is what can make yeah. or break the game. I think. That's why a lot of RTSs have failed in the past. It's, it's definitely a case of wait and see as to how well that works. But I think the game, as it stands, technically and visually, it looks superb. Yeah, that's great. Gameplay, have to wait and see. Okay, I'm, well, I'm I'm going to finish on something here. This is just it's partially a personal plug for the magazine that I work for, but it's also it's quite uh, relevant because we're undertaking quite a, a sizable survey onto the extent of the Xbox 360 hardware failure situation and we're just trying to gauge the extent to the the problem that people have had with dodgy 360s that go boom in the night and basically we just we're keen to hear from as many people as possible to find out all uh, all your relevant experiences you've had with the 360 console we've only had it running for a few days we've already had quite a lot of responses for about 1500 gamer tags listed so far but obviously that's still not enough and we need your help it's an internet survey so we're not putting it down as um, being massively scientific you know we're not expecting this to be definitive in any way but the results so far do make quite interesting reading at the moment found 40% of users who've um, entered the survey never had a problem with their Xbox 360 40% or around 40% have had one console fail on them during the, the lifespan that they've had the 360. The other 20% have had more than one go pear-shaped and there have been quite a few really quite horrific stories in there, which is neither a good sign for the person or for Microsoft. One of the most startling statistics though is that um, 
we isolated those that bought their 360s before January 2006, which was supposed to be, you know, the, the dodgy period for um, the early 360s are a little bit temperamental. And 67% um, of those people who bought their 360 before that date said their machine has broken since. With only 33% who bought their 360 early on saying that it's still going strong. But anyway, this is still early days, so we're obviously still keen to, to hear more views on this situation. Whether you've had problems or not, you know, by all means, let us know if your Xbox 360 is running in mint condition. You know, we're not here just to constantly look for things that have gone wrong. We're just trying to find a, just to get an idea of the whole situation. So which can, you're more than welcome to head over to, to our website, which is www.360-gamer.co.uk to tell us about your experiences with the console. You know, we're bound to be expecting a, a few little scams to put up some uh, hilarious fake responses, but um, we'll try to filter these out make sure all the true views and opinions go through and um, yeah we'll try and keep you posted on how those results go join now your opinion counts see we're not just here to slate Sony Microsoft do things wrong as well and we'd like to help people highlight those uh, well, I, I will actually turn around and say my console's you know as you put it been operating in a mint condition it has a hole in the middle there's another I'm actually my fourth machine fourth 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 machine that's not a good idea, but you see, you should go on there. Tell us, man, that's painful. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll, I'll say on and uh, put my views on then. Yeah, I suppose it's time for this week's top ten. And seeing as uh, we did it in smashy and nicey mode last week, let's go for another all-time classic. <laughs> oh, God. This, and is all your, this is all your fault, Ian. And we'll do it in the style of Bullseye. Smashing. In ten. Still turning tricks in a world made of bricks, it's Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. In 9. Your dog or your cat, you can clean up its shat, it's The Sims 2 Pets. In 8. They're still raking in cash with a big fluffy tash, it's the new Super Mario Brothers. In 7. If you like driving quick without being nicked, you're gonna love Need for Speed Carbon. In 6. This winning 11 is one less than 7. It's Pro Evolution Soccer 6. In 5. His last game was shite, but this one's alright. It's Sonic and the Secret <laughs> Rings. I had to check, couldn't believe he was at number 5 myself. In 4. We're fed up with yelling, it's still bloody 7. FIFA or 07, who's buying that anymore anyway? In 3. Come winter or spring, this game's just a thing. It's The Sims 2, but seasons this time. In 2. You'll be shooting down hoodies and picking up goodies with a little bit of crackdown. And Bully's special prize. Oh, it's a dream come true being one up from two. It's that Final Fantasy 12. Smashing. And on that smashing note, well, that's the end of this week's gaming news. Magic. <laughs> For DVD news and reviews, visit avplay.com. This week's roundtable discussion. And as we move on to this week's roundtable discussion, um, me, Mark, and Seth here as usual. And this week, Seth's been lucky enough to have a chance to go and have a go with the new PS3, take a look at a lot of the games and see it in a lot more depth. So, Seth, I guess we should really start with you and, and tell us all about it and how it went. As you said, I, I've had a, a bit of a look at the PS3. Let me quickly explain how or why. Sony Home Entertainment. You weren't dragged there, sorry. I wasn't dragged there. <laughs> well, I, I was. They tempted, they tempted us with free beer. That's weird. Basically, Sony uh, organised a, a bit of a soiree uh, in London on Tuesday the 13th. And 
I had an invite, but we went along and we were given a, a presentation by Phil Harrison, um, and we also managed to basically sit in front of lots of PS3s with lots of controllers, with lots of security tags on, and big scary men making sure we didn't walk off with them, and basically see what all the fuss is about two weeks before the real launch. Sounds good. So, um, starting with, uh, I mean, I guess the introduction, what was um, what was Phil's sales, sales pitch of the, the console? Was he selling it to you, or was he just... Um, explaining how it works. It was it was sort of a bit of both. The main th- the main thrust of the um, uh, sort of presentations was to go over the the, the main two things that uh, was announced last week, which was Home and Little Big Planet. So we were basically shown um, in in quite a lot of depth um, a, a lot to do with those particular sort of products. Home, as you probably are aware, is sort of a Second Life Sims sort of meeting point um, interface, ultimately. Um, It's obviously uh, an initial download. It's all going to be streamed. Um, You have your avatar, which you can customise. The basic thing is you'll all start off in a lobby area. Now, the lobby area has a cap of 64 people at any one time. Obviously there's going to be more than 64 people on home at any one time so they basically spawn multiple lobbies no do they do they show it in action i mean i know yes we we were actually shown it running um on the sony servers in the building so basically you can walk you've got a virtual psp where you can act uh, access a lot of functions to change you know your look go to different areas so First of all, like I say, we, you have the lobby, which is like the meeting point where you first start off, and then you can go to, say, the games area. You go into the games area, and they've got things like a pool table um, or little arcade games. Can you play these? Yes, it's all interactive. Really? You can basically walk up to the pool table um, and then uh, hit, I think, the triangle button, and then you can shoot pool. Um, the physics on the table was actually very good when uh, he, he basically... Uh, broke the, the, the balls. Um, he showed us an arcade um, machine working where they had these um, not sort of not like um, Xbox Live arcade but little arcade games that uh, you can play. Yeah. Uh, there's even a there's even a bowling alley where you can um, play sort of ten pin bowling. Um, again all this is apparently free uh, free to PS3 uh, users when it goes live. Yeah. Um, the, obviously, I think the big announcement was that it, it's going to go live around October, provided all the uh, the betas work out and the plans go uh, to plan, as it were. Is that worldwide? Uh, yeah, it, I think it's going to be a worldwide um, sort of launch. Ooh, that'd be good. Um, it, it should be very good. Um, you can converse with other people, obviously, because... It's that kind of interactive environment. Um, one of the things that was mentioned is the way you can talk is you can either do it via, say, a Bluetooth headset, which is, I think, quite a nice point on the PS3. You don't have to go buy a sort of, you know, Sony branded um, headset, unlike, yeah. say, the Xbox. You can just get your mobile phone, Bluetooth device, pair it up, and that's it. Um, so if you've already got a Bluetooth headset. You can automatically talk to you know sort of friends on uh, on home as well. Yeah. If not, you can actually use this um, uh, f- sort of functionality where you can create sentences from f- sort of phrases, and construct sentences to talk to other people 
um, using the interface. One of the clever things that they were talking about is because obviously the, the, the construction of the sentences um, is obviously predetermined by the software. Yeah. If you want to talk to somebody in say Japan or France or wherever, because they already know what the sentences are that you're going to construct because obviously there's going to be a, a finite number they yeah. can actually do the translation on the servers so you can talk to somebody in France and you'll get their replies in English and they'll get your, your answers in French oh, that sounds quite cool that's pretty cool that is pretty nifty you know, it has to be said would it really work as quickly as they're hoping do you think? Well, they, they, one of the things that was discussed with both this and a little big planet was to do with um, bandwidth more than anything else right. um, and it was a, a, a not a controversial, but a very um, uh, calculated answer. I think is the nicest way to word it, <laughs> okay. which was basically the idea of they, of the service is that they have considered all the the possible bandwidths um, available, and yeah. have made it so that it would work on the majority of. Uh, um, connection speeds. So it, yeah, so the, basically the mass market would would be okay. Um, yeah. People have got a high yeah. bandwidth per, per se may not um, have the maximum um, bandwidth available to them because obviously they've got a higher a high basic pipe than everybody else. Whereas somebody that's on a dial-up connection for, for some strange obscure reason still, um, or even say a half meg broadband line mm, may yeah. not may find that it's a little bit laggy compared to people with a, say a two meg line. So how does, how does it look though? Um, because I mean we've we've talked before about you know the, well Nintendo for one saying oh you know this is kind of our idea it's going to be a bit like the you know the various Wii channels is it is it kind of that or is Sony adapted mm. a style? So I'm kind of curious no. as to how it will look. It's, it, it it really isn't like um, the the Wii channels as such. In one way, I can understand where they're going with it on another. The 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 reason that the Wii channel things mentioned is because when you go out of the the 3D interface where you can walk around with your avatar, you will see effectively lots of possibilities that you can go to various vendors to sort of go into their area. So you might see something for an option, one of these sort of zones for Gran Turismo or Rockstar Games or Electronic Arts or whatever and you can then zoom into that area and then you might find a, a themed area and they showed us a mock-up of a unspecified games company and you went into <laughs> that and well, basically it was, it was something they just mocked up yeah. um, and then you would see kind of um, a, sort of a, a, uh, a screen, a virtual screen showing sort of you know, hockey games or basketball games, and you could wander around and look at various uh, sort of gaming elements to do with that company. So, uh, in a way, it was a bit like watching EA Sports, I suppose, um, just really? fictionalised. But it, it was quite interesting, and, and there was other f uh, facets to to the home experience, um, like um, whereas Xbox Live has, say, the achievement points. Yeah. Um, on home, you'll have a trophy room. Uh -huh. Where you can achieve various trophies, which is customizable, so you can actually display in your trophy room the trophies that you really dig, and then you can have like a smaller area that you can pop up, which has got all the other trophies that you could sort of, you know, you've managed to win. One of the other things, again, which is to do with these sort of achievement points, um, sort of uh, parallel, is that when you buy a game, you may unlock clothing or furniture or whatever 
in the home environment because you've got that game. So, for example, you buy Resistance, um, and when Home comes out, it'll enable you to have Resistance uh, Fall of Man wallpaper in your home because you've got that game. <laughs> have your little avatar carry around a little machine gun. Or he might have a Resistance Fall of Man t-shirt that you can actually choose to wear. Gotcha. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Obviously, there is an element that, that they've said that they're looking at sort of the, you know, the, the equivalent of gamer points where you can buy furniture and yeah. sort of apparel for your avatars, etc. So there is that element to it. But it, but it's quite interesting. Um, <clears throat> going on slightly further, like I say, you've got the, the, the sort of the interactive areas where you can socialise with other people that you may or may not know. You've also got a private area, which is basically an apartment, which you can upgrade either via unlocks or um, virtual cash effectively yeah. um, and get a bigger uh, apartment um, and you can put TVs, pictures, furniture sort of it's your virtual crib I think yeah. it's the, the vernacular but what's fascinating is if you get say a TV or you get a picture and you hang it on the wall you can then walk up to the picture um, again use the selection button and you'll get an option to browse the PS3's hard drive and you can then play say a, an HD movie that you've downloaded in the picture frame in home so you yeah. won't necessarily get the full screen presentation but you'll yeah. have it playing on the wall in the 3D environment that's quite nifty I have to be honest yeah, and again and again, the physics engine is quite good because they demonstrated throwing a, a, a Bravia LCD down uh, the, the stairs and you mm. could see the physics working when it sort of fell down. Yeah. Um, did it break but, apart? Um, no, <laughs> unlike, <laughs> unlike if you did it in the real world. Yeah, so, it's only gone trash their own products. You'd be wrong. That's, that's it. They can't, they can't <laughs> physically trash their own products. But yeah, it was, it was an interesting demo. Um, and it, there's a lot of scope for a sort of social networking there. Yeah, I'm really interested by the, the whole idea of how, how far they can take it. I mean, it's still early. It's not out till October, like you that's say. Right. So I'm guessing, you know, it's still a work in progress. We'll have to see what it's like. Um, you know, when it's not just a you know conveniently placed demonstration, but it does. It's got some great ideas. That's it. Well, it's. I mean, as they did say, it's a closed uh, beta at the moment, um, private beta, I suppose. Um, at the moment, they're looking at doing a closed public beta. I think in June-ish, June, July-ish, all going well. So there is some you know scope there that you might get uh, invited to become a home beta tester. Um, and then they're looking at, like I say, rolling it out in October. But it could, you know, there it, it's what they're trying to stress on that side of things is it is limited, or it's unlimited, uh, only by um, developers because obviously the tools are there for com software companies to develop their own home areas so <coughs> that people can walk around, you know, Electronic Arts and see demos of games, movies of their games. They even actually showed in home a, uh, a virtual cinema where you can watch. Um, trailers and the idea is also um, with one of the partners that well, they say it's a partner they bought them out um, downloadable movie content so you can go in there get a sneak preview of a trailer and then download the movie yeah, of course, course it's not going to be high def uh, blu-ray type material but you know it's, it's another option you know, get swamped with advertising in the same way though it's, um, yes I love the term subtle advertising yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was how it was described. It's got subtle advertising, and you think you you want to yes. put your hand up and go. So not like Electronic Arts in Battlefields and stuff like that. Yeah, it's um, not it's, quite it's subliminal, not that, is it? <laughs> it's not quite that blatant. No, it is a little, little bit more subtle. Um, it's sort of when you were walking, they were walking around in the foyer. Um, 
there was a screen in the background showing something. Um, it's very, it's much more subtle than sort of the blatant McDonald's being there. Yeah. But, so oh, they'll be there somewhere, I'm sure. <clears throat> there might actually be a case where you know McDonald's open up their own little home area and you can walk around a virtual McDonald's and order virtual, <laughs> virtual fries and a shake. Get a little fat kid. Let's see, and your Just virtual avatar ends up gaining weight. End up looking like Cartman. Just, just round so yeah, oh, going back to the apartment I'm assuming that's sort of like a, your own private lobby where you can invite your friends into that apartment to play right. the games yeah you, you could know. I mean they were saying you know you could, it's usable for whatever you wanted to uh, yeah. to do so you can invite your friends to actually go, uh, you know, sort of join you in your house I mean the, the, the first part of the demo showed the basic one that you will get free which is you know, a very typical flat looking um, apartment you know, sort of one story, a couple of rooms, that's about it. And then they showed, you know, sort of here's one that's multiple levels and you've got a uh, um, balcony and it's got a barbecue. and have you know, mansion. You can, that's it. You can, I mean, but the idea is you can have it as like a clan room, you know, where you're, yeah. where you're, yeah, uh, yeah. you're going to meet. The other thing that they were talking about, which they it seems that they're hoping to develop, but they haven't sort of done it yet and so they don't want to go official, but they want, they want it to, to be a case of um, you could go into home, meet your friends and you go okay guys so this will go and play x y and z game and yeah. obviously that's in your player and then you can all launch it and you'll all end up on the server at the same time playing the game as a team as opposed to sort of having to load the game then meet up and sort of try and find each other on the servers yeah, yeah. so the the, the 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 home network is kind of this centralized hub for that kind of thing yeah. so they they're basically aiming for that they the, they were very cagey with the answer it's like you know this is how it's going to work but we haven't done it yet it's quite ca- i like the way it's sort of it adds up to quite a nice reward system i mean you've got achievements on the xbox 360 which has been you know a surprise success story coming out of the console but here you know you could the incentive just to you know play games, get points, be able to do up a nice little apartment, you know, get your trophy room. You know, there's a lot to show off if you do well in the game. So it's quite an incentive for people. Well, an incentive, you know, it's it's there. You know, if you want to do up your apartment, you've got to go and play some games, guys. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you think about it, and I I, I don't want to sort of um, make it sound like it's one-upmanship, but it, it's the next <laughs> logical progression to a degree. If you think about it, I mean, there are bragging rights and. But there always was with the achievement points. It's just yeah. sort of let's go one step beyond this. How can we make it even more sort of dynamic and interesting? And that's how they're going to do it. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting take on the uh, sort of a live sort of gaming like Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah, and the, the fact that you know um, things like the, the like the cinema itself, where you can go and watch a trailer or, or a movie, um, or go into the games room and just shoot some pool with a friend, whatever. And you know, all of that that particular side of things, like the games thing, it was all uh, touted as free content. So um, it's quite good from that point of view. Okay, so we've um, we've covered home. Um, I mean, you just mentioned the games. Then you say the next part of the demonstration was Little Big Planet, which for me, you know, it looks like a superb title. It's like the the first really original title to come through on the PS3. It does look fantastic. Absolutely. I, I will actually turn around and say it was the most impressive part of the evening <laughs> as far as I was concerned. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, yeah I, cool is about the, the right word. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal as a demonstration. Did they show much of it? Because I've only seen like a uh, you know, little demo that they were showing at the Game Developer Conference a couple of weeks That's ago. That's right, yeah, that's what I saw as well. See, I have to be honest, I didn't watch the YouTube demo, um, so I can't really turn around and say that's what I saw. But I will tell you what I saw, so you can 
either work out for yourself if that's exactly the same demo Contract. or not. Um, a skateboard at the end, that it is. Yes, yes it's that, <laughs> yeah, it is that it's demo. The same one, yeah. What happened on the, on, on the demo? I mean, basically, they, they showed you this little character. Um, and I have to be honest, it, it is so uh, well textured and designed um, that the actual character that you play, I don't know what they, they're, they're calling it, so um, it, it's basically this thing, has yeah. really got personality. Uh, and it was quite shocking, <laughs> straight up. And the reason being is it, was, it, it, it sort of reflected moves. Uh, moods. They tilted the controller down, and the head went down. It's kind of like it as though it was sulking. So it was. It was just a really well animated sort of ha- real personality in this little thing. And then basically they were showing how you can sort of introduce elements and the, how the physics on it worked. So they had a football and an orange, and you could push it, you could pull it, you could jump over it. Um, you know, it was bouncing, whatever. So the physics engine there is a, is a huge thing, and I really can't stress you know enough throughout the whole demonstration. The physics that were involved was just absolutely stunning. It's quite detailed. I mean, it's so much going on in there because it's yeah. you know it's like a, a platform uh, game to an extent, which is all about things balancing, moving, tipping, tilting, well, with puzzle solving as well. Yeah. That's it. But what you've um, I'll come I'll come back to it because it's technically it's not a title yeah. as such. <clears throat> He was showing how you can paint things, and one of the things that he sh- demonstrated, and it probably was on the same video you've seen, is that there's these little sort of stars on springs, and he stuck them to another one of these characters' heads. So they moved the characters' heads, and these things acted like disco boppers. Yeah. And it was just really well done from, again, the physics point of view. It's just a little, it's really stupid little effect, but really nicely done. You know, very stylish. And it, that theme ran through the whole demonstration. The textures of the bricks, um, and, uh, even the football, the basketballs, that all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just know, like stunningly a... digitized. You know, it was really, really nice. It's like an animator's kind of play, you know, work yeah, so isn't it? Just yeah. full of all these textured fabrics and stuff like That's that, it. like it's you just... would find. Yeah, it's it. It's just a very strange looking, and it's very three D. There's a real depth to it as well. When the, yeah. the demo. Uh, the demo level they showed off went through. Now on the demo last night, I actually had four people playing as a t- as a collaboration team. I don't know if that's the same as you saw before. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got like the evil can evil one, the one that's in a, a, like a dragon, yeah. Chinese dragon costume and all that. And they basically went through the puzzles, showing them how to do it. And one of the puzzles was there's a a, a, a wheel that's going around and you have to jump off at the right point. Otherwise, if you jump off at the wrong point, you go flying off in the opposite direction. And yeah. again, the sort of the ragdoll physics there to the way that uh, the momentum was carrying, when because they screwed up regularly on a lot of the demos um, yeah. in terms of to get to the end of the level. Um, it was just really well done. Um, you know. Uh, it's it's very difficult to to say if you haven't seen. I mean, obviously, most people are probably going to say, oh, "I saw it all on YouTube," um, but the problem is, is you probably don't get a, a, um, the same impact as you say, you know see it on a fifty-inch screen being done live. Yeah, um, it's just you know just nice. I think um, there were four people actually playing it. To yeah, show there was, you how it was there was working. four people actually playing it there to show us how it was working. They were doing you know, um, it it was just an interesting thing. The, the, if, if I had to think of a, of a game that it that it reminded me of more than anything else, um, I don't know if you remember it, a game called The Incredible Machine. 
Okay. I'm hoping that somebody out there who's listening to the podcast knows exactly what I'm talking about. The what kind of machine you're we looking a, at? Yeah, I mean, basically, you had to do a get A to B, um, and there was and you had to build the machine, the contraption to solve the puzzle to get the thing oh, I know to what A you to mean, B. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing. You're controlling this thing, and you've got to overcome obstacles to get it to from the start to the finish. But the where it comes into the Incredible Machine reference is Little Big Planet is effectively a sandbox. The way that they're marketing this, or the, certainly the way they were marketing it to us, was that this is basically going to be a tool that you can use to design your own levels that you can then upload into the environment um, for other people to play. Yeah. So gotcha. you've got this huge sandbox of tools that you can sort of, you know, add all kind of content to. I, I, the way it looks, I would assume that you can um, add your own digital images, you know, scans, textures, and all that, and use that to wrap around the objects, to construct your own puzzles, to then sort of send up and get it ranked, and sort of yeah. become infamous or famous for how good it is. But there's um, still a, a core game in there, though. They haven't really mentioned it. They just refer to this as a demo level and refer to it in terms of the, the sort of this sandbox element. They never once turned around and said, oh, you know, we're go it's actually going to be sold as a, a title and it's going to have 150 yeah. levels. They didn't actually say any of that. You're not going to um, rescue a princess and a castle at the end or something. Yeah, there was none of that. It was literally, you know, this is going to be a really cool tool for people to design their own things. Did they yeah. say when it's due for release, Seth? No, is the easy answer. I don't recall at all um, them... Uh, mentioning when it was going to be available. Um, I think it'll be similar time to when Home comes out, I think. I would have thought would have that, that it's... Yeah, I think it's going to be, again, it's because of the interactivity amongst the community, yeah. and I think that one's going to sort of piggyback on the on the success of the other. I think yeah. because of the way that the Home works with your avatar, etc., you're going to want to have your avatar associated with your design in Little Big Planet. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see it coming out at the same time as a huge download. Um, yeah. I can give you a couple of, uh, I don't know if they'll already be on the net um, when this podcast goes out, but I can give you a couple of scoops from uh, last night. Absolutely. Um, and everybody loves, everybody loves a scoop. When the, when the PS3 comes out and you go out and buy it on the 23rd, the first thing you will want to do is do the firmware update because as of last night, the list of games had increased from 1,000 to 1,200 for the backwards compatibility. And they are hoping that there's going to be more by the time it actually comes out in the stores. The firmware that's out now is version 1.6, which allows the, this extra 200 backwards compatibility. So you're automatically going to have to do the, the update then. But there is a chance that more will be added between now, or certainly last night when that was announced, and the actual release date. So that's quite a good little scoop, I think, um, for people who are getting a little bit worried about the backwards compatibility. Yeah, because they kind of said that they weren't as fussed about the backwards compatibility as they were before. I mean, we mentioned in the news piece a while ago that they'd removed the, the chip to give it full backwards compatibility. Well, and everyone's like, oh, it means we're not going to play all that many games. But 1,200, that's enough to be going on with. I'd that's think. it. Well, yes. it was originally 1,000, which is what the, the website said, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. They said, oh, there's going to be 1,000. Well, it's now 1,200. Um, the way that they've managed to get those 200 to work in such a short space of time makes me think that they are really listening to that feedback and know that people aren't happy. Yeah. Um, and they're they did, taking it on board. They did say, oh, you know, we're not fussed. We're focusing on, you know, PS3 titles, you know. But yeah, I guess like I say, response <laughs> from uh, everyone wants to play their old games. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. But I, again, and you'll have to correct me if you didn't or did know about this. I didn't know about this until last night. But when you go live on um, 
the, the launch date. Apparently, there will be four PS1 games for you to download free of charge for your PSP. Any idea what they are? Or? They didn't mention titles. They just Ooh. said that there will be four free of charge. Four I wonder available if White Belt will be one of them. <laughs> You're wishing, aren't you? Oh, that's it's great. Gonna, it's going to be like... <laughs> Are they going to let you know, have this game out? Are they going to have a you know, Ridge Racer? Is it going to be this? All I know is they said that there would be four free downloads for the PS uh, for the PSP for PS1 emulation. Um, Plus, there's going to be a load of content, um, HD movies and stuff that you can get access. Yeah. For free. Yeah, it, uh, it's another nice little bonus for, for PSP owners. That's it. I think that's. I mean, obviously, and the other thing that everybody knows that um, they said about the. the the copy of Casino Royale um, that you're that 500,000 people are going to be getting. So um, they didn't they didn't indicate a sort of time frame for that. But if it's anything like the Spider-Man PSP giveaway, it was about 28 days. Yeah. All right. So, but they have said that that they practically guarantee that anybody that buys a PS uh, a PlayStation 3 on the launch date will get the Casino Royale. So they're, they're, they're basically saying that if you get one on release date, you will get Casino Royale on Blu-ray. Which they, 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 uh, demo, they demoed that as well, funnily enough, just to show off the Blu-ray capabilities. Um, but uh, it, was, it was, I have to be honest, I've sort of semi-put my movie hat on for a second, um, where they're going, oh, this is a, a pre-press, you know, pre-test uh, disc, and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, but the USA one's been out for like a week. <laughs> yeah. How do we know that that's really not a US copy that you're putting in because there's no region coding? But they they was all kind of, you know, I'll I, I go off on a tangent here, but it was very um, uh, security conscious over this one copy of the Blu-ray Casino Royale. It's like this person brought it in and they put it on and then they gave the disc back and they disappeared. It's like, yeah, that was their job to guard the disc. So. Did it look good though? Was the quality okay? Buying it, for, it not just for the console, but for the Blu-ray player back as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they basically said it's a it's a it's a good uh, Blu-ray player, and I wouldn't uh, argue with that. Um, the obvious thing is the connectivity on the back um, has it's obviously HDMI 1.3. Yeah. So if you're hoping to get uncompressed PCM sound, unless you've got an amp with 1.3 HDMI, you're screwed. Is the is the nicest way of wording it. Um, the only thing that I I haven't worked out honestly um, is why they've continued to give the option of plugging it in via SCART or S-Video right. I, I don't understand why they've left that, that option available but I guess it's that kind me. of you know the understanding that not everybody's you know got the whole cinema network got high yeah. definition TVs or whatever well the funny thing is is they're not actually promoting this and certainly last night the last thing they were saying is this is a games console that is that is so um, not what they're trying to market this as, actually. Yeah, no. They want to. They, they're marketing this as a media centre for the living room. Basically, that is, is exactly what they want it to be. It's quite a bold statement to me. I mean, I think Microsoft first started saying that with the 360, but now they're kind of like, oh, actually, you know, maybe, maybe it's not. It's just a nice little part of it. Mm. I mean, they're, they're really saying, you know, it, it's. Um, uh, they want to make make it be seen as quote a serious uh, media player. Besides tech specs, you know, and neat little gimmicks and uh, little bonus features that it's got, obviously, at the end of the day, as the cliche goes, it's all about the games. Um, you've had a chance to play a few. Yeah, how are they was, looking? How are they playing? There was qu- uh, quite a few. They were really pushing of uh, all things Motorstorm. That was the big title for the Those night. Pretty uh, nifty. Um, it was on about three or four different uh, PS3s. 
I'm going to be really honest and say it did kind of leave me cold, but it's not my kind of game. Um, in fact, to be absolutely honest, most of the games left me cold. Um, but again, I will temper that with most of them weren't my um, sort of my my preferred games okay. that were coming out on launch. So before anyone thinks that I'm just going to turn around and go hated it, um, I'm not. It's, I'm being upfront. Most of the games just just didn't float my boat personally. Yeah, um, looking for Sony because I'm guessing several of them were their games. But, yeah, um, it's, it's visually it's though, how do they how do they look? You know, um, but the visuals oh, as good as Sony are boasting. I don't think there was one game there that stood out to me that made me think, you know, that beats the, the 360 so easily. <laughs> with the exception of, of of Little Big Planet. Um, yeah, but that's that's more. But that's style. A, title. Yeah, that's a completely different kettle of fish. So that's the only thing that uh, you know, hand on heart, made me turn around and go, you know, that's definitely the, the sort of an Xbox thing that you know, would never happen. Yeah. Um, Motorstorm is a, a very beige, browny, orangey game. Um, it's it's um, dirt bike racing, or car racing, or vehicle racing. Um, yeah. Very fast. Um, a lot of people were having um, immense fun crashing into walls, because <laughs> like Ayrton Senna, they couldn't take corners. If anything was going to suffer because of the lack of rumble, that would be the game. I was just about to ask about that. Was there rumble? Because they... It's been announced since that they are going to include the Rumble in future joypads. So that, funnily enough, that was one of the questions that was asked, um, and they said that um, they've kiss and made up, and they're in negotiations, but there's gotcha. no formal announcement as right. yet. Um, so they're looking to it. So <laughs> you know, you just—it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> at, at Christmas, you're going to get a replacement pad with yeah. bloody Rumble in it, and you're going to have to go and replace them. You just know it. So yeah, that's going to be a really annoying thing. But yeah, the that's the one thing that that, that particular game, Motorstorm, would be the one that I would say is the one that really needed it and hasn't got it. Other games that they were showing, um, like I say, Motorstorm was the big one for the night. Um, they were showing the F1 game, which had excellent rain effects, but in terms of graphics, it just looked like an AN other Formula 1 racing game. Mm, um, gotcha. Virtua Tennis was being shown. If which you love awesome. Virtua Tennis, yeah. you're going to love this. Again, it, it graphically didn't blow my socks off, but if you love the game, the gameplay is solid as ever. Um, Resistance Fall to Man. Um, moving on. Yeah, I just did. I just didn't. I wasn't impressed with it at all. Um, but but in in its defence, um, they were only showing kind of the four player uh, four player split screen, um, multiplayer mode. Yeah. Um, I will say this in its favour, it didn't slow down at all for all of the four screens running at the same time. So that was quite oh, cool. nice. Technically, there was no sort of yeah, um, no lag drops, no frame rate drops. It was very smooth for, with four people playing. But other than that, it just didn't float my boat. Um, but probably for me, the best game of the night that they were showing, um, Virtua Fighter Five. You know, no, cool the, 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 the man's version of Tekken. Um, I think it's the, the way I like wording it. Uh, it's better. It's better than Tekken. Virtua Fighter like is just Tekken, such a nice game. So. Yeah. Um, and it just looks superb on the PS3. Not taking it away, I think that the Xbox 360 could probably pull it off as well. It does look really good. The one the game that they didn't show, which I really wanted to play, was Fight Night. So I was a bit gutted about that, yeah. but um, but but overall, there's about six or seven main titles. 
okay. and they also showed the PSP into uh, linking where you can actually play one of the games, uh, take control of the, the PS3 on the PSP itself. So, you know, you can turn the PS, uh, PS3 on at night, put something in it, and then use your Wi-Fi connection on your PSP and watch your movie trailers or whatever via Wi-Fi yeah. link. So that was kind okay. of groovy as well. Okay, cool. Well, it sounds, it sounds pretty nice. I mean, I haven't seen the console like an action or stretched as much as I'd possibly like to at the moment. I mean, but it seems to have a lot of nice ideas, a lot of potential. But I mean, the way I say, looking at the release list, I mean, you mentioned some of the, some of the Sony exclusive or the brand new titles are quite weak. There's a lot of old titles for them to hack their way through at the moment. I mean, you know, looking at the release list, there's a lot of titles that people will be more than familiar with by now. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of potential with the console, but I think it might yeah. take until after the summer, possibly when Home comes out. In another little big planet, little big planet is going to turn the console around. But around then, when you know, you get that unique title coming through. When other new titles are coming through, because yeah, it's going to be quite a slow pickup. You know, I'm, I'm quite happy to give it a go, see what it, see what it's like, see how it works. But I, I think, I mean, especially with the price involved as well, that um, it's going to be something of a slow start at the PS3. With what you've seen, Seth, and what you've seen in the PlayStation, do you think it's actually worth getting one at launch Friday next week? <sighs> Uh, come back to me in a week's time. Um, <laughs> well done. I know. Come back to me in a week's time because um, Sony are going to hopefully send me one um, this week okay. and I will be able to actually have a much more hands-on um, approach with it and be able to give a, a much more weighted yet non-influenced view, i.e. there's no okay. Sony reps around to shoot me. <laughs> okay. I, I would wait. That, that would be me. You know, if I... Well, obviously... You know, Slightly 360 influence, and I do have a 360. Um, but yeah, for now, with the new titles coming up, I don't see any reason to replace it or to pay out £425 to have another no. console running alongside it. But like I say, come the end of summer, when yeah. more titles come through, some of the features become active, then I maybe think, it's the time to think again. I think that you're going to find that there's going to be a load of big stuff ki kicking out from September onwards. Yeah. Um, like we said, the home, the, the little big planet, and there's some really cool stuff um, that you're going to be seeing, like the Resident Evil 5 and Devil May Cry 4. So I think those are going to be the solid titles for Christmas for the format. But like I say, I'll I'll um, I'll take a week and hopefully get to play with one um, a little bit more extensively and e exclusively, as it were, before uh, I make my complete judgment. But I'll let okay. you guys know next week. So the future's looking good, for not just for Sony, but for gaming in general. Yeah, I think the console itself is is very uh, very impressive as a whole. Um, but I I, I I I'm reserving my judgment really. Um, I really would like to sit down with it for a bit more. Okay, in which case cool. we'll we'll give you a chance to <laughs> to rest your thoughts Probably and then get onto that later on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go. Well, it sounds like you had a good time there anyway. So um, yeah. yeah, thanks for taking the time out. I mean, obviously. Um, it's a bit of a bonus for you to go and take a look at the console anyway. But um, yeah, sounds like I had a good time. Yeah, on that note, we'll have to draw proceedings to a, to an end. Thank you both very much for joining us. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be chatting about the PS3 uh, a lot more in the future. The biggest news and the best, best, best reviews. Best reviews. Hard, tiring work. You're listening to the AV Podcast. And that's it for this week's gaming podcast. Join us again next week for more of the same. Thanks for now. The AV Podcast was presented by Ian Collin and Seth Gecko. Original music by Andrew Bassett and Richard Cosgrove. The AV Podcast was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton, and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Podcast is copyright M2M Limited.